Hello and welcome to another episode of the Corridor of Uncertainty podcast. I am Ben and today I am joined as ever by... Luke, hello. Hello buddy, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? I'm good man. Uh, welcome back, like I say, to another one of everybody's favourite episode of ranking Premier League players from a certain position from every team. Yes, now we are on the centre-backs, the last of the defenders, so then we can get into the the more interesting positions. <laughs> yeah, defence is finally finished, which I'm pleased about because I'm a bit bored of it, I can't lie to you. <laughs> yeah, it, but this one I felt was quite difficult. I'm, I'm looking at my list and I am wondering what I was thinking when I put it together, but I'm, I'm sticking to my initial gut feeling. I'm glad, I'm glad to hear it. Um, hopefully we can start matching a bit again because... The most recent one on the left back, so it was probably the most diverse one we've done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was difficult. And also, you know, I love my stats. Um, yeah. And it's difficult to judge a centre back off, off the stat. Not like, obviously, I haven't got goals and assists, but like for left backs, you've got your defensive output and your, like your dribbles and your uh, key passes and stuff because they need to get forwards. But this. You can't really judge a defender on tackles and interceptions because obviously different teams will have to make more or less. But just because you're making less tackles doesn't make you a worse centre back. Because no. you can you can be you can defend well without tackling a player. Yeah. And so, as well, yeah. when you play systems with three at the back, which a lot of the teams in the Premier League do nowadays, you know, it's m- more spread out, isn't it? So playing yeah. play a two back will get more stats I guess yeah and also yeah and even just like it's people, people playing a three in the back three at the back the amount of times like, I've got dribbled past as, as one of my stats that I look at the amount of the people on the either side the left and the right centre back will get dribbled past more often you would imagine than the man in the middle so it is difficult but I'll still use the stats to back, back me up when I can and ignore the stats when they go against me yeah definitely uh that's what most people tend to do, I guess. And stats, again, like I say every week, are subject to context. Yeah. Um, but just before we start, actually, I wanted to say, I, I, I don't uh, let go of a promise. And I, I said that if the first person that contacts us on Twitter that we don't know, I would um, Oh yeah, basically, they, they would effectively sponsor the, the predictions. But we'll get to that later. But I just thought, I'd say thank you to Ollie, the and and go and follow his Twitter, which is at sports dot b or or is it dot? I think it's a dot b two b on Twitter, and he's got a blog. So go and go on that because absolute legend. He's the first person. Follow him. Follow us at the Corridor Pod. Although to be honest, Ollie, if you're listening, you're probably the only person who is listening. To be honest, who? So you're basically just going to end up following yourself. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. But thanks That's anyway. True. But yeah, it was, yeah, good stuff. All right. So yeah. Shall we get on? Let's do it. Okay. I'm ready. This one, you texted, you did this before I did because I've been busy. And you basically said. I've been busy too. Yeah, well, I've been particularly busy for me, I guess. <laughs> and um, you texted me saying, oh, this is the hardest one I've done so far. And I was like, oh, no. And then I basically did it in a couple of days. <laughs> uh, sorry, a couple of minutes, not days. 
So that's not promising. But, you know, I just went off my head. I just, I, I decided instead of going from the bottom up, I'm going to just go from the top down. Yeah. And that is definitely going to give me a big help. I'm more of a, a stat man and you are a, a gut feeling kind of guy. Yeah, very much. That is definitely true. I don't really look at the uh, context, like I say. I just sort of go with what my face tells me. Yeah. That could be wrong, though. That could be. Yeah. We will find out. We'll see. Well, there's his opinion, isn't it? So it is. If you want Chris Bash, Chris, Chris Basham as your best player, then who am I to tell you that you're wrong? Well, I'm going to tell you now. He's at the bottom of my list. He's also at the bottom of my list. Oh, we've already started better than the left-back episode. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a bit of a cop-out, really, because I, I was kind of looking to put him up a bit because um, I don't really think he's that bad. But then that's just sort of the same argument you give for every Sheffield United player that we've had. And I think, other than goalkeeper, they've been at the bottom for all of them. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, they're not that bad. But if you've just got... 11 not that bad players someone's going to be bad eventually yeah you just you need need some good players in there somewhere yes definitely and I don't know where theirs is it's definitely the attack I think I think when we get onto it it will become more obvious that the the worst of players are the defenders especially uh, sorry the worst of players are the attackers you know yeah in my eyes anyway uh, I don't know what you said about that We'll, we'll obviously get onto that when we do it but like we've been saying you know, these guys are having a poor season, but that could have been overshadowed yeah. by what they achieved last season, which was definitely a um, a shock to most, I'd say. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's fair. I hope it's, I hope people aren't angry by it. But Yeah. Um, and like we were saying, like his tackles and interceptions, um, I, I just combined the two. And his second in this list... Um, for that, but then on the other side, he's dribbled past more times per game than anybody on this list. And he's his aerial duels are the lowest percentage of his aerial duels are one we've only had 57%, which was quite uh poor, really. The Very bottom poor. three on that, um, for were really quite poor. Yeah, um, this was but, a real yeah. shock though, because when I was doing this, I, I swear we'd I swore through that we'd already done Chris Basham, but it was uh, the other. It was the other dude in the defence from Sheffield, Bolder. George, George Bolder. Yeah, yeah, that took me a while to work out what was going on. <laughs> so I will out myself there. Yeah, but I'm looking at my bottom three now, and it is it's an absolute cop out. I won't, I won't I'm not going to lie. I think it's going to be pretty similar because after this, right? So we've we've agreed on twenty. Yeah. Who have you gone for nineteen? I've got a Jai nineteen. Again, Which it, I I struggled to put him in because I actually think he's all right. Yeah, but he's West Brom have been awful, so you can't really say anything, can you? Yeah, there there just wasn't a stat for him that sort of stood out. No, because um, there's there's some there's some players in this list that have like really poor in other areas, but yeah. there's They've got like golden stats that are like the top three in the league, which sort of boost them up a bit. And then there's other players which just don't have because I like highlight the top three in each area and the bottom three in each area. And the ones that have got nothing, then obviously 
get pushed up a bit based on the fact they they're fairly average across the board. Yeah, but that's all. But Ajay Ajay has got nothing good, um, and he's also his pass completion not helped by his um, per playing for West Brom is the second worst in the list. Yeah, it's really. Um, I think this is kind of the sort of guy who would be all right in a different team. Like in a better team, yeah. he could be better. I say for Kyle yeah. Bart- uh, is it Kyle Bartley? Yeah, like yeah, he could be better in a better team. However, we can't say. Well, we can say that, but we can't take that into account, really. It's yeah, sort of like an honourable. Sorry, buddy, but uh, I know you're not going to be listening. But if you are, I'm. I'm. I'm sorry. I, I think you're all right, but yeah, compared to the rest of them, you can't go any higher. I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah, I, I think those two were probably the bottom two. Um, oh, they were definitely the bottom two, yeah. After, after this, it was... There was a lot... It's like... Because previous episodes, we've had set groups, effectively. Like, we've had a relegation zone, and then we've had, like, a bottom mid-table, a mid-table, a top mid-table, and then a, a top four. Yeah. But in this one, from about 18th up to... Up and and it it was just I I don't really see up where the line is eighth for me I think it was yeah yeah I, I, the the line is that de- there's definitely not as many like solid lines if that makes sense of no. groups yeah like it's just a slow gradual improvement on player on player but not a massive jump at any stage imagine if we come out now and have the exact same twenty that'd be so crazy. <laughs> I can. I, I'm going to tell you now. That's definitely not the if case happens, because when we get if to... that happens, you have to donate hundred quid to charity, and I'll do the same. Yeah, that's absolutely fine. Deal. Um, because there's not a chance. Oh, I mean, I'm still just looking at my list, and I just don't just know. leave it. <laughs> yeah. No changing now, bud. Yeah. Okay. We'll get on to 18th. I think we both got the same. Even though I didn't really want to put him here, but I've had. Is to. it somebody beginning with A and ending in? Anderson. It is. Yeah. Anderson. It is. Me too. Um, this one, again, a bit like a Jay, felt a bit harsh, but you know what can you say really? <laughs> Not much. Yeah, I, I've been quite impressed with Fulham when I've watched them recently. Um, yeah, they've had some solid performances this year, really. Like. Yeah, and 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 Anderson's looked quite strong um, at the back. Definitely the best but in Fulham the best the... For, for West Earth. Yeah, and, and him and Adoyo are both not bad centre-backs. No. Um, and in, in his stats across the board aren't that bad, really. Um, he's third in the most progressive passes um, on this list and second for the percentage of aerial duels that he wins. Yeah. Um, well, and if you compare it to Basham, he's 20% ahead on his aerial duels. Um, yeah. Um. I mean, that's obviously bottom to second. So that's quite obviously going to be a big jump. Yeah. But, um, but I just thought that it was between him and the next person for this position. Yeah. And, and then maybe... I've... I've got the exact same conundrum, I thought. Like, Anderson, again, is a player who'd be all right in a better team, in my eyes. Um, I... But when I was looking at this, I was just sort of thinking, like, you know what? Fulham, we talk about them well, we obviously talk about every Premier League team, but we've been saying for a while, oh, Fulham will be out of the relegation zone soon. They're just not. So that's why that's yeah. why I stuck with it like this, really. Yeah, that's fair enough. Tough love. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Who have you got next? I've up? got Cooper. 
Snap. Really? Damn. Four for four. Yeah. Um, this is a bit of a difference where I don't think he's actually individually as good as maybe even as down as Ajayi. Uh, but, you know, you can't fault Leeds' performance some of, the, some of the time. And Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I think looking at it now, maybe... I, I would uh, argue that Anderson is probably a, a better centre-back. A better centre-back than Cooper. Um, However... Cooper's got his golden stat. His tackles and interceptions are the most of anyone in this list per game. Uh, but then Leeds' style leads themselves to be open at the back quite a lot. So, so what can you he's going to have <laughs> the most opportunities to make the tackles and interceptions. Yeah, exactly. I think that's fair. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think him, him and Anderson were quite close. Yeah. Um, there's not too much to separate them. No, the only, like I said earlier, the only thing that switched it over for me was the fact that we said for a while Fulham will be out of the relegation zone and they just haven't. So that's yeah. what I went for. Sorry. Sorry, Fulham. 16. Hopefully, um, this work changes. All right. I don't know. Could, yeah, go on. Who have you got? Um, another team that's been poor this season. Uh, and are lucky to be where they are. Lascelles for Newcastle. Oh, Joel Lascelles. Um, I like Lascelles quite a lot, but being honest, like he's gone off the boil, really. Uh, um, that's the fairest way to put it. I hope <laughs> you can see why. Yeah, um, I've also got Jamal Lascelles. So, um, which is difficult because the stats, um. In terms of that, he's got more blocks per game than anybody else on this list, mm. and he's been dribbled past the least amount of times, uh, second least. Uh, sorry, on of anybody on. Wait, actually no, that's no, I've coded that in wrong. He's the least. He's the best at not getting dribbled past on average in this list. However, hasn't he missed a few, like quite a few games? Yes, um, but that should that should average itself out because that's per game. That's not a total amount that's averaged. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think he's a good captain for Newcastle, um, and I'd like to see him somewhere else. I because um, I think he, he is good. Yeah, um, I, I just that if he had a, did an interview after I think it was the Wolves game the other yeah. week, um, the other week, the other month. Um, oh, when he scored the win, and he seemed a bit yeah, and he seemed a bit frustrated with. Groups and it just seemed like that at the atmosphere around Newcastle in, in in the dressing room and outside the club seems just a bit toxic at the moment. And yeah, there's been a lot of issues, I don't know. There? especially like was it Matt Ritchie and um, Bruce? They had an issue a few weeks back. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think, to be honest, realistically, I don't. I can't see him leaving realistically, and he's probably just frustrated because of how much he loves the club. Like for as long as I can remember, he's been there and like. Can't see him leaving, yeah. but if he did leave, I don't know how much of better he would be than a Jai or like um, Anderson. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like yeah. he's had his chance to sort of show that, and he's not as exciting as the other two in my eyes. Which is hard because it's yeah. it's harder to say that you find a centre back exciting. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. I, I think. There's this group that I've got on my um, said that it's hard to group them, but yeah, pretty much from Ajayi up to 13th, probably, I would yeah. say. 
part, you could pretty much replace each of them and they'd do a decent enough job All for right. you. Should we try and get to 13th then? Who's in 15th for you? Uh, this one is going to be my first. I'm going to guess that this is definitely the first one that we've got in different places um, because I think this guy is um, overrated, oh, yeah. I'd say. Um, and it's Connor Cody. Yep. Yep. That's a, that's a bit of a shock. <laughs> bit of a shock. I haven't got him ridiculously high. However, I've gone for Vestergaard. Okay. That's interesting. <laughs> Primarily because uh, this guy's let nine goals in twice. In a was he playing I in believe, those? Oh both no, it was Bednarek, wasn't it? One of them. I know Bednarek played. I love him. Yeah. In a minute. He could have. He could have. It's likely he did play though, because Bednarek got sent off, meaning somebody <laughs> would have been brought on, and I presume he was the partner. But I just think you know, I don't think he's that great in my eyes. Um. I don't watch a lot of him because he just seems a bit boring. Really. Yeah. Well, um, I'll def- I'll defend right. him now. I'll defend him now because he's uh, quite a bit higher in mine. Um, and this is sort of it's weird. I don't know why this has happened, but at the start of the season, I seem to be watching a lot of Southampton just because the games that were on while I was able to watch them. And then, sort of, now we've got into the second half. I seem to be just watching Fulham games every week. Um. I don't know why that is. That just seems to be always the game that's on when I'm available to watch it. I'm watching Fulham games. Yeah, I know. Well, I just just love the game. Um, But just I remember watching Southampton at the start of the season and they were so good. And the centre-backs were just so... I like watching centre-backs when they can play. And Vestergaard and Bednarek at the start, I, I remember specifically the game against Arsenal, which I think they might have drew yeah. in the end. Wal- Walcott scored. I can't remember. I think it might be. I think it finished one all. Um, but yeah, they were just excellent. And I think they had a really good partnership at the start of the season. It's obviously deteriorated a little bit, but I think he's really good. And there's been a few rumours about him go into a bit top six side in the summer because uh, Southampton are looking at Mark Gooey, I think it is, from Chelsea's on loan at Swansea, which it would be a fantastic replacement. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just sort of but yeah, I just think he's really good. The problem good. I had with him was I genuinely couldn't have told you who was better out of him and uh, Bednarek. And I probably, when we when I suggested the names to Luke a few uh, week, uh, like a week ago, I said Bednarek and you said, oh, hold on. <laughs> what? Yeah, that, that was another issue for this because obviously left-back and right-back, you, you normally have one first-choice player. There's a few teams that have got a couple of decent yes. options. But obviously, because there's only, we've only got one centre-back and there's all we're at least two. Um, go through the, we're not going to do the other lot. Yeah. So. And, and it's pretty. It's the same as midfield, but in midfield, we're going to have three different options. But in centre-back, it's similar amount of positions, but we've only got I one option. midfield, we're going to um, do so, yeah. centre-defensive, centre-mid, and... Yes. And attacking midfielder. Yeah, but, so that's but that's like three, three different options. But centre-back, we, we, we haven't gone for ball-playing centre-back and then our rock-solid centre-back nice. as well. Not, um, that, not that detail. But yeah, I, I think... Yeah, that... Oh, Vestergaard absolutely smashed that poll on Twitter that we did to see who was uh, rated I I more I'm... highly. Um, and I, yeah, I, I rate both of them, and I think he's really, really I don't know, good. I just sort of um, but 
might be swung by the earlier performances I've watched because I haven't watched them as much since the form started to deteriorate. Yeah, I was just sort of going off like individual as well. Like I, I personally prefer Ben Wright, like I've, like I've mentioned. However, um, you know, like you say, Southampton started well, but ever since they've been a bit poo, really. Ever since semi final of the FA yeah, Cup, well, so, you know, space, you know, like Arsenal. Arsenal. Yeah, well, Arsenal were having a bad time. So, you know, what can I say? But that's what I've gone for. Okay, fair enough. Um, I will slate Con Cody, one of me. Go for it. Um, I've been looking forward to this. I just think he is a bit of a system player. And I don't think that's really a bad thing because if you're in the right system, that's not a problem. So if he, I don't think he's good enough to go to Chelsea, but if he went to Chelsea, then he'd fit in at the moment because they're playing a three at the back and that's what he's comfortable in. And the same for England. If we play a three and he is the third centre-back, that is absolutely fine because of all this list, there's not that many centre-backs that play in a three. So it makes sense to have a familiar um, person with the, with the system. Like I, I don't, I wouldn't be, like even though he's so, down, so far down on my list, I'm not disappointed or angry with Southgate if he picks him because the reason makes yeah. sense. Um and he seems like a really good character, but I just don't think he's actually that good. Um, his tackles and interceptions are the third worst. And then on the other end, his progressive passes are also the third worst of the list. So I just don't really know what he's got in his in locker all fairness, that, that's, that stands in all out fairness, to me. I do agree that he's uh, he's definitely dropped off since. The, this is definitely his worst season in the Premier League. That And I, that'll stand by. Um, he's been here what three years now? Is it? And this is by far the worst. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. honestly do think that Bolly is probably more of a talented player. Uh, I've spoke to a lot of Wolves fans about it. He is more. He's probably a better centre back, really. But what Cody brings to the team is a bit like I don't know what Henderson brings to Liverpool. He's got that character, yeah, hasn't missed, he? I think he's missed like one game in the past three years and that's because of COVID or yeah. something like I know that's all impressive and all but you know fair play when it's where credit's due it's due and he's the captain of Wolves and nobody else in that team could take the uh, the uh, responsibility I don't think and I know that that's all I like, oh, someone would have to but I, I do I don't think he's bad I think he he got picked recently for England didn't he like even in the most recent break did he start yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if he if he went to the Euros. It wouldn't be that surprising. Um, I don't think he merits it on performance, but like I say, it depends what Southgate. Would you um, rather play him then in in the England three back or Carl Walker as a centre back? Be honest. Uh, if if I'm playing three at the back, well, well five technically, um, I'd probably rather have Carl Walker in there. To be honest. Okay. Interesting. Um, to be honest, I'd probably just start both of them. <laughs> no, actually, no, I can't do what, that. What, so you wouldn't? Them. I forgot about the names of the person. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd probably have to go for Walker then, maybe, at the moment. Again, probably because right. Cody's not a top dog in England. Like, in the England side, you know, like, he's a big dog at Wolves. He's, like, the leader of the pack or whatever, but... Uh, yeah. 
you know. It's a big fish in a small pond. Be a big fish in a big pond. <laughs> there you go. Okay, number fourteen. Yes, um, I've gone for Dawson. Ooh, I've put him in thirteen. Okay, um, I think he's had a very, very good season. Bit of a sort of a surprise signing for West Ham. Sort of like a they were. If if we go back to the summer and West Ham were in absolute disarray, the fans were turning even more than they already were. Um, and Dawson was sort of just like seen as a a signing just to shut line. the fans up and say like, well, look, we've made a signing. Um, but he's he's gone straight into their their defence and been absolutely solid. He's got a few goals as well. Um, he's got more than a few. And, he's got tons, hasn't he? Yeah, he, he's just. He's just been very solid for them. Um, there's there's nothing outstanding about him. There's, there's nothing flashy about him. Um, pretty much the same as the guy above him uh, I, I've got. Um, but yeah, just very, very solid. He, he hasn't really put a foot wrong, to be honest. No. Um, no, I've put him in 13th, primarily off this season alone. I've put Cahill in 14th. No, I've got Cahill in 13th, so that makes sense. Yeah, um... I think if you were to look at history, I'd definitely put Cahill a, a lot higher on this list. But I've gone for yeah. this season alone. And I think Dawson to West Ham has offered more than um, uh, Cahill to Crystal Palace. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, and Cahill has, has missed a fair bit through injury this yes, season. That as well. uh, he's, looked, he's looked solid when he's come in. Um, but yeah, I've I just gone overall. And uh, um, Cahill's at a really good career and he, I think he was he's overlooked a bit at his time at Chelsea how solid he was yeah he was the player um, for Terry for a while like you yeah. don't pick up on it but this guy wasn't a this guy wasn't a joke like he was good <laughs> yeah um, and I think it did it did fall apart a bit when Terry left and it was it was him to sort of pick up the slack but yeah I, I think people but what can you forget how good he was leads, like yeah what would you do? Like, you know, what would you do uh, yeah. if you had one of the best centre backs of all time next to you and just goes? Like, pretty inevitable that you're going to flop off a little bit. So, yeah. Not, I'm not having a yeah. look. I know that sounds quite aggressive. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, but yeah quite that's, that's fair enough. Yeah. Uh, 12, should we go on to? Yeah. Um, I don't know if this is a shock. This is sort of where my um, my shocks start to fly about a bit. Um, and I'll probably contradict myself at least 20 times during the next 40 minutes or however long you go for. Um, I've got Gabrielle. Okay, yeah, that is a bit of a shock for me. Um, um, and I, I don't know, really. <laughs> I think he's a good centre-back and I think he has a big future ahead of him. Um, but I think if I'm saying who is the better centre-back right now, if I'm, if if, you, if I take age off this list, um, then I take all of the centre-backs that I have above him. His yeah. um, mistakes leading to uh, opponent shots um, is the worst on this list. It's, I mean, it's only 0.12 per game, which is not that much. But that's the worst out of all these centre backs. Yeah. Um, 
And yeah, so I, I think he's really yeah. I, I have think he's got a really good future ahead of him, and he's got a difficult task. He's pretty much the the main man in that Arsenal back back line, considering it's his first season in English football. That's yeah. uh, a lot to ask from him, and and he's he's a young. It's not like his first season after playing loads of seasons in La Liga or whatever. He's he's young on in in any league. So and to come into English football at his age and be the the man that Arteta defence more than anybody else, then he's got something. Um, but I, I just don't trust him that much at the moment. Yeah, I, that makes sense, to be honest, mate. Um, I put him a bit higher, primarily because of what I'll go on to talk about with him. But I've gone for Dunk in 12. Okay, this is, well... This is a bit of a shock, I know, and you're probably sat there going, what the hell are you saying? But, yeah. again, I don't... Dunk's a bit like what you argued for Cody, right? He's good in a certain system, I reckon. However, if you were to take him out, what, what's going to happen? You know, like, Brighton have been in the league a while now, I think. It's what, yeah. at least a few seasons. Yeah, I think they... Did they come up with Wolves, maybe? I think they I think might they have. Yeah. Um, but they've never really had that, like... Ooh, you know... You see, Bright- like Brighton are doing well. Like they've never really appeared to have that streak where they've gone on like a five. Yeah, but it's coming. Run. It's coming. You're saying it's coming. I'm yet to see it. <laughs> I know you love Brighton, and I'm sorry. Lewis to Dunk. To you. Lewis Dunk is what Connor Cody thinks he is. Lewis Dunk is probably a better defender. Yeah, but an overall player, I don't know. Like Lewis Dunk, I don't. He's not like. He's good, but he's not as good as the rest on my list, is what I'm saying. He never gets talked about for England, and then there's got to be a reason for that. Which is an outrage, by the way. It is, but it's not. <laughs> because if it was going to happen, it would have happened. I'm sorry, Luke. I know you're getting sad because you're a bit of a Brighton fanboy, but I've got to go with what I know. Um, this well, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll argue my uh, case. For you. <laughs> he, he's, he's quite a lot higher. We won't be talking about him for a while. Okay, um, I'm excited when we get to him. So where, where are we now? Was that your 12th? That was 12th. Without your... Yeah, we're going on to 11th. Okay, so now we're both on to 11th. Um, I've got another player and... like Dunk here, I'm afraid. Okay, well, I know who that is, and that's also a lot higher on my list. Go on, just in case I'm wrong. Go on, guess, if you know. I think you're going to say Tarkovsky. You've got it right, mate. Um Right. I'm trying to live in the present as much as I can. Primarily because why wouldn't you? But, again, this guy went above Dunk, and I'd say there's a bit of a gap here, really. A little bit of a gap. And you're probably sat there going, eh? But uh, I think there's a considerable gap between the abilities of both these players. I'm sorry, again. <laughs> but Dunk, is a, they're good defenders, you know. They they play a certain way that's no no nonsense. They're just going to snap you. They don't worry about international. Uh, don't worry about international competitions or international football. This is literally their life, you know. However, I think that's very harsh. What, what do you mean? I just think that's harsh. Why? Well, I'll get onto it because they're both in in top five. No, they're not my top five. I mean, the top five. Close. Close. God. Um, but my number 11 is Michael King. 
he's an England international. Um, but I've got Tarkovsky and Dunk ahead of him, as well as another man we haven't spoken about yet, who's yet to be an England national. And I and we spoke about Everton um, quite a lot, <laughs> quite yeah, in quite a lot of detail after the Liverpool win. And I was saying that their back three is really promising for the future. Yeah. Um, and I, and I said Michael Keane's like a massive part of that, especially like in the middle of that three that they played in that game. He was fantastic at just sweeping up anything that didn't. Uh, get dealt with by Godfrey or Holgate, but or even Mina when he's in the team. Sort of, yeah, yeah, that sort of just suggests how much I rate everybody above him. Yeah, rather than how much I don't rate Kane. I think Kane is great, but I just think all of the top ten are oh, very, very good. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying for Dunk and uh, and uh, Dunk, uh, Dunk and Dunk, <laughs> Dunk, Dunk and Dunk and Tarkovsky. Like neither of them are bad. And arguably are better defenders than some of the people who are higher. Well, no, not arguably. Are better defenders than some of the people I've put higher. But I'm trying to live in the moment. And from what I've seen, at least some of the other guys have had seasons where, you know, their team has been, you know, challenging for European football. And I know that's not mm-hmm. the end and end. Not the, whatever the phrase is, the end and end all. <laughs> I can't remember what it is now. Be all and be end all. Be all and end all, that's what I'm. <laughs> be end and be end. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's what I'm going for. And these guys, you know, it's like Keane get talked about, tran- uh, well, obviously been transferred to bigger teams. Why has Tarkovsky not been picked up? I know Leicester were looking after this, oh, Maguire. And I think Burnley said something like 40 million or something. But if he's better, why wouldn't you just go, yeah, go on then? Like, we've just got 80 million. We can afford 40 for big Tarkovsky. Yeah, fair enough. Number 10. Number 10 into the top 10. Recently. Yeah, yeah, same. Does he play for a Birmingham team? A Birmingham team, yeah, he does. Is his name Esri? It is. Right. That's interesting. Um, Have you got in there as well? I I have. Yeah, Um, I think he's another one who was incredibly unlucky to not get or not already have an England call up. Um, he's obviously got a long future ahead of he's him. He's only what twenty. Um, yeah, um, and yeah, like we we both said, like we we did a call and just talked quickly over the twenty names, and then I did a poll on Twitter for the ones that were sort of fifty fifty. Um, and, and we already said that concert was probably the better choice over Mings, um, which is saying something. Mings isn't. I mean, isn't poor. He'd probably be a fair a couple of spots down on this list, but the the response was pretty much uh, completely in Conser's favour. So that is a, a big plus for him, and he's the first of four players to make no errors this season, uh, leading to an opponent's job. And he's played a lot more than others. Like this guy yeah. is serious stuff. Like if you were a Villa fan, I'd be excited to have him. Really, a lot of Villa fans say that he is better than. Mings and Mings is someone who's been at Villa for a while. He's he's liked by the fans, you know. But if I I I'd agree personally that I do think Conts is definitely a better player. Yeah, I, I yeah, I think he's really good. I think he's got he's got everything, um, and he can only get better really. So it it's really bright. Um, he is the obviously it's only getting, like, transferred to a better team, a bigger team. Like, yeah, 
but that's but that's because of his age though I, I don't think that, that means his performances are necessarily better True. but it's his performances now are at the level of maybe Duncan Tarkovsky but it's because one of the team how, how his team plays uh, is more suitable to how he would fit in at a top team um, I just think though and- like there was serious discussion about him getting an England call up here Where's yeah. the discussion for Duncan Tarkovsky? Nowhere, because nobody's in. I'm making, I'm making the discussion for Duncan Yeah, well, you also think that Graham Potter should be managing flipping Barcelona. No, he should be managing England. <laughs> well, right, well, he's going to take Brighton to the Champions League, so that's all that matters. Yeah, you think that. <laughs> um, but we agree on that anyway. We agree on Constance's temp. Yeah, true. Um, but if we were to do this in a couple of seasons' time, he could be yeah, top. Definitely. Well, top, a lot higher. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, you are completely right there. You wouldn't be shocked if if one of the top clubs just says, right, here you go, here's, I don't know how much 50, he cost. 40? Yeah, yeah, 34, I think. Really? And I think that, I think the tran- I think the transfer market will, I, I, you, you get the instant big number in your head and then you take a, quite a few million off just because I think we're gonna. We've obviously just had a non-stop increase in transfer value recently, yeah. but I think COVID sort of. I'm only saying a lot more because he's young and English, and that, like Billy said, a few yeah, that's ago now. That adds, doesn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's hundred percent true. Cool. Um, number nine, number nine, Connor Cody for me. Mine is uh, Yannick Vestergaard. Who comes oh, on. that's funny. <laughs> I put. Where did you put Vestergaard? 15th. 15th. <laughs> that, that always seems to happen. Maybe, maybe one of us got a bit confused. You. Mm. Uh, yeah, like I say, <laughs> Connor Cody isn't the best defender. I'd probably argue Konza, Duncan, Tarkovsky are better. But I think overall what they can bring to a game is, is Connor Cody is miles ahead. Like, Cody's got his call-up for England. Where are the other three? Uh not really going to include concert, so I'll take that one back. Where are the other two? They've been in the game a lot longer, in my eyes. Where And, you know, these, especially with Tarkovsky, if England are going to start rocking around in a, a uh, back two as opposed to back three, well, not back two, you know, back four, Yeah. why are they not getting called up? Because that's their bread and butter. Butter. <laughs> I think the... I mean, the argument for Dunk is difficult to make for that. The argument for Tarkovsky is how many Burnley players do you see getting called up? You get Pope, but that's a keeper. Um, and even he struggles to get in when he's oh, deserved to start for a while. I don't know, though, because I don't really um, think that your your club has a... Well, he does, but it, it just doesn't have a massive... I think it has a massive impact. I don't think it, I think it has, I think it has a massive impact. I don't know, because Wolves have been really bad this season. And, you know, you'd still take a majority of them players from most teams. But Wolves aren't a, a small club. True, they're not a small club, but they've been rubbish. The, the, size, the size of Wolves is huge in comparison to, to Burnley and Brighton. True. However, you know, so are Portsmouth. Yeah, yeah, but obviously you're not going to pick someone from League One. That's, that is, that is a bit saying. of a, uh, a stupid thing to say. However, what's my say, hey? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, 
I, um, I I disagree. I still haven't got my my Duncan Tarkovsky yet, so I'll, I'll still yet to argue my case for those two. Um, but yeah, I've got Vestgaard here. He, I just, like I said earlier, pretty, I've already given my opinion on I mean, it. I think he's really good. I think his passing's great. Yeah. Um, he's one of those players on this list that pretty much just has no stats that are horrific and none that stand out in the top three. Um, and there's not a lot on that list that don't so is he bang uh, that out have like that. Uh, doesn't I don't think he's bang. Out. It's difficult to say. Our average in 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 relation to this list. I mean, he's in the middle. So yes, average in relation to all the centre backs in the football league. No, he's much better. He's the ninth. Well, I'm basically saying, well, he's not the ninth best because you've got more centre backs. If he went, I think he's ready to, for a move to a top six club. That's how good I think he is. Fair enough. I don't know. I think, all of the players I that I've got, all of the players I've got. Oh, so would I. Oh, yeah, true. You, you haven't said them, either of them yet. <laughs> yeah. So we shall see, I'm guessing. I'm excited yeah. to see where you've put those two. But that, to be honest, looking at the list, I, I say from Gabriel, who's 12th for me, up. If they are, if they're not at a top six club already, or or a good club, they're good enough yeah. for it. Okay, cool. Fair enough. So num- number eight. Number eight for me is Gabriel. Number eight for me is uh, one of the biggest shocks on my list. It's Toby Alderweireld. Ah, okay. North London aren't going to be impressed with this. Um, I don't think... I, I think you've basically covered everything I wanted to say about Gabriel in the way that he's not particularly incredible in any area, really. But yeah. this guy's got a bit of a future ahead of him. Like He come from, comes from Ligue 1 this season, uh, play for the team that's probably got the most pressure on them in the whole of England <laughs> considering their whole shtick uh, like we talked about with um, who was it? Odegaard. You know, why would you come to Arsenal when they're struggling yeah. at the moment? Um, especially if you're a defender because that is the area they are weakest in in my eyes after central midfield. But basically defence is their problem, you know. Yeah. And uh, I think it was really ballsy to uh, to do it. So fair play. Uh, but at the same time, he's not there yet. He's got a lot to go, and he's not bad at all by any means. But there's a there's a way to go. Yeah, he'd have. But I I think you're right. He's in a he's in a team that's struggling in all areas of the pitch, to be honest. And he'd have to be sensational for us for him to be rated really highly because of how much he'd, he'd basically have to cover three of the other positions in on the defence um, on his own if if t- to stop the, the problems at some point. Um, so, yeah, uh, he's, he's in a difficult place to judge him. And you obviously, if Arsenal are conceding a lot or having defensive troubles, you don't judge, you judge them more harsh, harshly than you judge um, Burnley. Yeah. Burnley. They're having defensive oh, troubles perhaps. because... Expectations you have on yeah, Arsenal, definitely. And um, I don't know. I just think 
you know, when he's in the team as well, Arsenal fans are a lot happier than when it's David Luiz and Mustafi as of recently. I know he's not knocking around anymore. Don't tell me I know. But, you know, like, I don't know. I just think he's probably yeah. the guy that Arsenal fans like the most. Like, in their defence, like you said. Yeah. I mean, Tierney, obviously, and um, Bellerin are decent fullbacks, but, you know, there's only so much they can do. They're not the defensive type, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've gone all the way around. I think this is harsh. I think it's very harsh. Mate. Um, I never have really rated him as... Because there was that period where Spurs were at their best, probably the best Spurs team in the Premier League era, in, if, but not not English football, but in, in Premier League terms, yeah. yeah. Um, and, yeah, and, and there was that older viral Vertonghen partnership and that was pretty rock solid. But I've never really considered him to be, the, yeah, the, the, the best of the best um, or up there anyway. Um, and I don't know why it is. I don't know. He, he's obviously... Ha- Seasons he's had, he proved his proved proved himself, but I just don't rate him that highly. Um, and I, I think he has had a decline since then as well. Um, it had it been a couple of seasons ago, he probably well, he definitely would have been in my top, probably top, yeah. top three. But um, I think he's had a bit of a drop off. No, that's and fine. I I've still got Duncan Tarkovsky ahead of him um, because they they haven't had that drop off. I mean, their highs have never been high. But I think right now, I think they are better defenders. I think it's fair to argue with Alderweireld that he worked next to Vertonghen. And a lot of Spurs fans would openly admit that they are missing that Vertonghen. Because again, of what sort of, similarly to uh, Cody, he brought to the team in terms of di- uh, leadership and dictatorship and all that. You know, like he was the man. He could play, he'd, he'd play left back out of position to, to play for his team. You know, and he'd do his hardest there. Um, I think Alderweireld was probably a better defender than Vertonghen, you know, uh, especially later on. And I know that's a bit reductive to say because, you know, a lot of players do drop off with age. But um, I, I still think now that you take, again, it's similar to what Gabriel, my point about Gabriel, when he's in the team, they're happier. Yeah, I was going to say a similar thing as well. Like when he was in the team with Vertonghen, it's the age almost. Uh, it was Vertonghen at the time he was sort of aging, yeah. got closer to the edge. <laughs> He's not going to die. I hope not. Um, um, but like the quality still shines through, and now it's sort of old viral at that age. I still um, quality, but he hasn't got. He hasn't got. He's older viral, if that yeah, makes sense. He hasn't got the man to rely on. He's got he's got Sanchez, who's erratic at times. He's got Rodgon, who's good, but yeah, unproven at Premier League level, pretty much. Um, Dyer, again, in this. Um, so yeah, I, I think he, well I think I'm probably. But yeah, that's where I put it. I, I think I could argue him as high as fifth, and I wouldn't be shocked that if you put him in fifth. Um, I well, well, I'll tell you where I put him in a minute, mate. I have put him in fifth. Yeah, okay. Go, 
Yeah, I thought so. I, I this five to eight was yeah. difficult for me, but no, I just uh, seven. Who have you gone for? I have gone for James Tokovsky. Oh, I put Michael Keane. Um, this these this is quite. I'm glad that you've put him next to me because we can compare them. They're both Burnley boys, who one has made the the idea to switch, uh, the other hasn't. Yeah, and I'm pleased because now I can talk about it. <laughs> Um, uh, why if Tar- I, I'm not saying Tarkovsky's bad like I've said but why if he's better than say well Keane why has he not been bought like Everton who aren't a, a ridiculously rich club thought quick get Keane yeah that's a good point um, I don't was Tarkovsky a replacement for Keane I feel like or he was, was already there maybe? he already there or it might have been me. Um, ben me, not me. Well, I am Ben, but Ben me, the football player. But, oh, yeah, I, I can't. There's no, I don't have an argument for that. I don't know why he hasn't been bought. Um, Burnley have obviously got their price tag for him, like you said, 40 million, which is uh, a lot at this stage. Especially with all the COVID um, affecting prices and things. Yeah, but I, I think it's just, I, I just think he's really just underestimated. I think he's very, very strong. Uh, second in his percentage of aerial duels won, um, which you could say is because he plays for Burnley, but that's a percentage. So if anything, it should be worse because the amount he's going to have to uh, attempt would like the more you attempt, the more you're likely to fail. Um, yeah. So yeah, seventy six percent, seventy six point seven percent of that, um, and yeah, I, I just think it's really good. And people instantly go to the the Burnley factor and assume he's just this big lump that can't. Do anything well, else no, except I, head the ball and size up the people. Really, but <laughs> but he he's he's come from Brentford. He, he can really play. He's got he's really good with his feet, and I think that gets missed yeah. um, uh, from him. And I, I just think he's yeah massively underrated. And I've put him ahead of Oldvard, who has been a world class defender at, at points in his career. So that's how much okay, I rate him. Uh, like I say, honestly, I don't think Tarkovsky's bad, and I don't think Dunk's bad. There, like I've said about three times now, they're better defenders than some of the guys lower, uh, higher up. But I'm just going over everything, you know, and results really matters to me. So, just saying. Uh, number six. Number six. Yes. Um. Well, I, I think it's fairly obvious who I've got now. Um, I don't know who you've got. Who? So who have you got that I haven't got? We've who got. Am I, who am I yet to use that you've already used? Yeah. Well, tell me. Wait. Who's your number six? Because I guess that's going to be it. Uh, do, you want, do you want to take a guess? Oh, wait. No. Who can it be? So the players that I haven't included. So I told you Alderweireld's in fifth. Yeah. So I haven't used Leicester. Haven't used United. Haven't used City. Haven't used Chelsea, and haven't used Liverpool. Wait. Am I going mad? I don't know, are you? I think I am. Why? Wait, so you haven't used... Oh, yeah, right, I'm with you, I'm with you. Okay, cool. fair enough. Uh, I've, I've gone, gone for... Dunk. You've gone for who? Dunk. Who is Dunk? Yeah. I've gone for Fafana. And this, the hardest part was out of Irod or Fafana for me. Um, and I'm, I'm happy to argue it, because I, I would respect other opinion if you were to say no, then you're mental. Um, Fafana's definitely been the better player this season. 
100% would put my house on the line to say that. Yeah. However, I'm going to offer a lot of things, especially longevity, as we'll, as we'll find out in a bit. Um, but, well, no, we won't find out in a bit. But, like, this Fafana is a good player, but Soyuncu's good and Evans is good. And the fact that we almost struggled to say who's the best out of the three wasn't was really something that affected my opinion. Because what to place him higher, you mean? Well, or... Spurs without Spurs without Alderweireld is a worse situation than as we've seen this season because he's been injured and Soyuncu and Evans are still going to do a good job. But is that not just due to the fact that Leicester have got better depth rather than and, and Spurs haven't got anything? No, because Spurs' depth's not bad, but it's not as good. Yeah, but that doesn't that doesn't mean that's just for, you can't judge Fafana on the fact that Leicester have got better recruitment than Tottenham have. No, but I don't think it comes down to the recruitment because you know, in, if we were to talk about in a few seasons' time, you know, Roden could be really good. Or Sanchez could be really good, not likely because of. Yeah, but I'm not judging Fafana on how good Johnny Evans is, or, or I'm, and I'm not judging Alderweireld on how good Roden is. is. I think overall, Alderweireld's proved it more, as well as like he's proved himself a better centre back with what he's done in the past, and he's becoming the main man in that defence. Really, like what well, he already is the main man in that defence. Like Spurs with Alderweireld is better than Leicester. That with Fafana in my eyes, mm, yeah. Like, my kind of argument, for, I've got. I'll, I'll argue for Lewis Duncan in a minute, but I'll. I'll this we're on topic for Fafana, so I'll talk about him. I've got him in fifth. Right. Um, so, like I said, I, I, I'm happy to admit that Fafana has definitely had a better season than a majority of centre backs, really, even some of the ones that are higher than him. Yeah, um, I, I think with Fafana. The fact I, I'm sort of the opposite to you. The, like rather than Johnny Evans and Sue and you can easily replace him. I'm like Johnny Evans has been such a great, consistent centre back in in his whole career, and yeah. he, probably more so now or in, in recent seasons than ever. Has it been um, recognised? And to to say that Fafana's better than him in his first season in the Premier League. Is incredible, and and that's that's the poll we put on Twitter. That's we. This was another one where we were under, undecided on who was the best Leicester centre back. So if Fafana's rated more highly on current ability than Johnny Evans is at this stage of his career, in his first season in the Premier League, and he has been so good, I, I've been so probably one of my surprises of the season. Yeah, um, and it, he's just He's so he's just so good. Got in, and he's played it. Played a bit of right back as well. He makes those surging runs from um, centre back sometimes, and I just just think he's wrong. Better. I agree that he is definitely better. I, I I think he's the best out of the three. However, I don't think Soyuncu is miles behind him, and I don't think Evans is miles behind him. Whereas I think the guys from Tottenham are miles, if not killer mile, uh, well, a lot bigger than Alderweireld. You know. Like and as well, if you had to pick a player not to play against as an attacker, I think most people would probably still say, "I'd rather not play against Alderweireld. I'll take my chances with Fafana." Just mm, of, yeah, 
Just I think it depends who you who are. I think because Fafana's he's so quick as well, and yeah. he's not. Say if 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 you say who who do you want to mark from who do you want to be marked by from a corner, you'd probably say Odvirod. Who do you want to go up against in a one on one? I'd I'd want to go up against Old, basically Odvirod is a better aerial defender, not and Fafana is a better one on one defender. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, that makes sense. I can get behind that. Um, but yeah, really? I, I just I, I don't think stand a chance against either of them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, um, but yeah, I'll just quickly uh, defend this dunk. Um, the irony is he's the defender. Huh? Sorry, Carol. Yeah, um, he's just great. I think. I mean, I like. I really like Brighton. And no, really. Yeah, and um, but I just think he's so another one that's underrated. But like. You've said that you just see him as one of those players that is a bit of a destroyer, but I think he's again he's more than that. Um, yeah, his I, pass actually, I actually didn't mean that when I said that. I felt bad. <laughs> his his pass completion is third in this list, eighty nine point five percent. And I don't know if, if you can compare that to that you might expect to be higher. That's higher than Thiago Silva. It's higher than Alderweireld. It's higher higher than Keane Gabriel whoever you want to compare it to, um, except from um, just one man. Diaz. And yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I just think he is, yeah, ma- massively underrated. And then at the other end, he's only, he's third in the least amount of dribbles passed per game. And I'd, yeah, I just think he's got a bit of everything. He's, we've seen those like clever free kicks. He scored one against, He's, I think he scored. He scored that every kick against Liverpool last season, mm. um, and he did it again against West Brom, but got disallowed. Um, but yeah, I, I think he's he could slot into a big six club yeah. or the England line with no problem at all. Uh, it's just the fact that his name's Lewis Dunk that has let him down. Really. Yeah, I do. I do genuinely like think he's a good player. Like, don't get me wrong, he's better than. He's a better player than some of the defend. He's probably a better defender than, you know, Cody. Well, he's definitely a better defender than Cody. I feel bad for putting him so low down, but um, <laughs> that argument's really switched my opinion. Well done, but uh, you know, there's only so much that you, you can do, and he's just not hit the heights, and nobody's after him at the moment. I don't. Well, I don't know. I'm not. That's fair enough. Yeah, I don't want to be bad to him because he's a he's a good player, but. I don't know. <laughs> I've, I've okay. lost what I'm trying to say here. Um, also, uh, ignore what I said about him having a good, better pass completion than Thiago Silva. So it's a lie. Yeah, Thiago Silva say. is. Hold on. <laughs> he's third. It's it's Diaz first for pass completion, and then Silva, and then uh, Lewis Dunk. Good job to him. Which still, I mean, not bad. I also, I haven't included Van Dijk in any of these stats, um, just because it, there's not enough games to base it just off. Don't bother, eh? <laughs> Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, uh, number five uh, for me was out of Viral, as I've argued. Oh, yeah. You've argued oh, yeah. for Fafana. So, should we go to number four? Yeah. This was a really tough one as well for me. Was it? Yeah. Because I... These, this is a man we've talked about a few times, right, on our podcast. We spoke about it with Billy know. in a different light, in a different context. Yeah. Okay. about H. Maguire. Harry Maguire. Yeah. Um, honestly, this is probably where the defensive goes. If it had to go up again, 
before the end of the list, this would probably be where. Yeah, these are these are the players that are either in their prime or close. To. It's just in in terms of Thiago Silva, it's going the other way, but he's still at the top level. Yeah, um, I don't think Maguire is bad at all. A lot of people do. I think if you think that honestly, you're a bit thick. Sorry, but um, I think you're right. I agree. Like this guy, yeah, he makes a few mistakes, yeah, but he's human. What can you say? That he's not at the top of the list. I'm not saying he is, but you know, he's not a bad defender. Like if you're gonna part with eight million pounds of cash as United. You've got to think this guy's worth it. Yeah. And they obviously did because they did it. Yeah, I agree. I've got him. Well, I'll tell you where I've got him. Uh, Well, I've got Thiago Silva in fourth. Yeah, I've got him in third. So, Um, I think he's good. Like like we say, he's uh, declining. um, And the performance against Westbrook was not an experienced one. It wasn't what you would expect from someone of his pedigree. Yeah. Um, but he has, other than that, I mean, he's missed a lot of games of injury, but he's looked, he's one of those players when he goes into the defence, more often than not, he becomes stronger as a unit. This is um, Chelsea's Alderweireld in my eyes. If, you know, the whole yeah. analogy I've gone off isn't already clear. This is Chelsea's Alderweireld. He is in the team you know Chelsea looked weaker as we saw against West Brom yeah yeah. even if it was his own fault it's true um, yeah yeah I think his, his passing is incredible um, him and him and Diaz sort of yeah, he's got more he plays more progressive passes than Diaz so he's getting the ball forward with his passing more um, but his pass completion is second and they're first and second in those uh, areas. So party's passing's great. Um, and like I say, it improves the Chelsea defence. Um, but yeah, he's only fourth. Yeah, to be honest, um, I like I, don't, I haven't said it, but I really wouldn't have minded if you have said that, you know, Maguire was better, which you obviously have, but I can see that. Like, it's just, to, for me, it's just about, Again, a bit of longevity. And for Thiago Silva to still be at the top of his game after, I don't know how long he's been knocking around, can't really fault him, can yeah. you? Yeah, that's true. Um, he's probably, I mean, this is a guess. I'm not 100% sure on the ages of Thiago Silva and Gary Cahill, but I imagine it's relatively similar. I think Thiago Silva's about um, 30. I can't tell if he's like 36 or 32. <laughs> but either way, there's there's both players that have played at that top level, and time. one who's managed to be consistently at the top level, and one who's just sort of slowly found his way to a good Premier League centre back. Yeah. But the thing that surprised um, me most about Thiago Silva is when he came to Chelsea, a lot of people were saying, "Oh my God, like this guy's playing in the Farmers League," and no, he's come out and he showed like, "Who the hell are you talking about?" Like, I'm the yeah, one. unless you're playing against West Brom, which you can't, you can't hack it. <laughs> that's so silly. I don't. That's that's also probably why he's fourth because it, that challenge was just ridiculous. Yeah, that that 
you know, was a bit ridiculous. But Maguire, if we're going to go back to my debate for that, has done the same. Like, not been sent off necessarily, but, uh, you know, he's been stupid. Yeah, that's probably honest. I feel like he gets, I feel like Silva would probably be a, a calmer head. Like, he, you don't see him make defensive mistakes, apart from one against West Brom, um, necessarily. You know, the one, the first time they played them this season, I think he made a couple and everybody was like, look at you, you idiot. But um, I think you'd see, you're more likely to see a defensive mistake from Maguire, in my eyes. Okay, well, uh, well, no, that is, that's absolutely, wait, is that true? I can tell you if that's true. No, uh, you're wrong. Uh, Maguire makes... 0.03 0.03 mistakes leading to an opponent's shot per game, and Thiago mm. Silva makes 0.06. Mm, it's not, mm, it's not big enough really for me to. Mm. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just letting you know that you are incorrect, <laughs> and I'm correct. <laughs> um, but let's go on to third because I have Ruben Diaz. Third. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm gonna have to colour out my book because I thought you'd put Maguire. Higher, lower, sorry. Um, yeah, I I sort of stayed silent in your in your Maguire fourth, and that's because I have him in second place. Well, I'm um, glad that he didn't get any higher than that because I'd be off. Yeah, um, I just I, I mean I think I've really been impressed by Ruben Diaz because City have signed a lot of defenders. Um, they're criticised a lot for it, but. Mm. I don't. I mean, who are we to criticise how a club is run? If they want to sign centre backs, it's not for us to decide whether that's a good idea or not. It should make more sense. Like, if if you're struggling in that position, you're not going to go and sign someone you're not struggling in. Like, yeah, which Man United often do. You know what? We're all right for attackers, but let's go buy an attacker. (laughs) We don't. We don't um, need that mad Diallo. Don't want to name and shame if we just did. Yeah, but let's do it anyway because it's a good old uh, punt. Um, but yeah, I, I think he's been really impressive, and yeah, like I say, they've signed a lot of defenders that haven't worked. Yeah. Um, and he has come in; he's created that partnership with Stones. And like, if you, if we had done this season, this list last season, Laporte probably would have been second. Oh, no, definitely and would. Yeah. Now the fact that Diaz has come in and Laporte can't even get a place. I mean, John Stones isn't in this list, but. Uh, uh, that would be interesting to see where he was. Um, yeah, we should have done that, really. Like, just for a bit of interest, like, who's sit, like take everything out aside, like, include everything yeah. who's the better centre-back. I think John Stones would probably be fifth for me. What, in the list, if we did this? Yeah. Uh, it could be lower, to be honest. I don't know. Really? I, I'd, I'd rather have okay. Fafana, realistically. But mm, if I was making a signing, I'd sign for Fafana. But if I'm going on who's a better centre back right now, I'd probably have John Stones. I'd probably still go for Fafana. <laughs> just saying. But um, um, yeah, I just... but yeah, I think Diaz is really good. I don't think he's been tested a lot, and I think I think the main thing Maguire he gets slated for everything he does. Um, people like they are very different. Um, they are yeah, they are like. Uh, Diaz's passing is top notch um, but Harry Maguire has won the most the highest percentage of his aerial duels out of anybody in this list only yeah. um, 7.6% which which is just what he's he's, there, so he's a good solid centre back and 
if he makes a mistake, his body type, I feel, makes it look strange because of how, like how he how he runs so. and how he just yeah exactly. But I I think like Diaz is that smooth centre back and everything looks good. Although we saw, I mean, Haaland is a is a very hot like extreme example, but he got absolutely destroyed by Haaland against Dortmund at one point, and he was all over the place. Um, so he's capable of those errors. Um, but or every player is. Being I, I think, I just think Maguire is just so harshly right. I think he's a really, really good, solid centre-back. And I just think, for, I don't know why, there's such a massive agenda against no, him. No, I agree completely. I, I do genuinely think people love to hate him for no reason. And it's quite funny to hate him or whatnot, but grow up a bit maybe. Um, you know, he's a bit, yeah, he's a bit weird looking and he, does some weird things. Uh, it's quite it's quite rude of me to say he's weird looking because my mum once said I look like him. So there you go. But split an image. Pardon. Split an image. Thanks, but uh, you know, I like I put Diaz in second. Obviously, I think if you didn't know I was a Liverpool fan, you'll know. Yeah. Um, I love if I say that every episode feels like a twat, but. Uh, <laughs> This guy, Diaz, has come to City and he's transformed the defence, really. Like, he's sort of, yeah. I think people would, I would definitely not even bother arguing. He's a better centre back than John Stones. And he's 20. Do you not like John Stones? I'm Stone? not the biggest fan, but I do not hate him in any way. You've got him quite, like, I mean, he's not in the list. If he but was, he'd be lower than Fabian. I think he's really good. I don't know because. I don't. I think Stones is is a bit like Cody, uh, not in the not the way that he's um, fits the system. But he fits but without Diaz, he might be a bit of yeah, a mess. Kind of. Yeah, I mean, it's difficult. It's difficult to realize. Like, obviously, Diaz has made that impact, but maybe Stones has just learned a lot, and he's had a season where he's Whereas, been able well, to. Stones has been like, at City for what? Five, four, year, four, five years now. Whereas yeah. Diaz has just come in, and he's the guy who, you know, I think if you were to be, if you were, just, if you were a City fan, and you said, right, Stones has been dropped today, we, we're starting Laporte next to um, Diaz. I think people would probably be less bothered, really. Yeah, I, I agree. And Diaz pretty much plays every game, and it is it is Stones and Laporte that get sort of rotated to make sure they don't get too many injuries. Yeah, those two are the ones but who would pick up injuries. I think the fact that Stone is even in the equation with Laporte is is impressive and I think he's it is a, it's another one like we said like we saw we I talked about Luke Shaw last uh, on the left back ranking and it's his first season that's been consistently at his top level. We've seen sparks and spells where he's been really good but it's a consistent season at the top level. Yeah. Is it because of Diaz so, or because Man City are having such a good season? We are yet to, we won't find out until those factors I'm are removed. I'm going to ask a really stupid question now that will probably annoy a few people if they're still listening. If Maguire is so much better than Diaz, why is Diaz in yeah. his first season at City pretty much nailed to win the Premier League? And well, no, is nailed to win the Premier League pretty much. I've just said no and then said it again, for God's sake. 
And, uh, you know, <laughs> I'd say at least two, maybe three trophies this season. Maguire's been at United a couple of seasons now and hasn't really won anything. Well, has he even won anything? I don't even think he's won anything. He's got, well, surely won the Europa League. Right. Is he there? No, he must have been there. What, against Ajax? Well, I don't know. No, he wasn't there. Yeah. Oh, well, um, it's not all about trophies. It's not all about um, trophies. Diaz hasn't won anything Pardon? either, so... Diaz hasn't no, won anything. He's going to win something. But Maguire might win something might, this season as well. But it's less likely. It could, could happen. happen though. We'll get to the end. We'll see it at the end of the season when uh, Maguire's won a European competition. All right. Um, but anyway, yeah, my, I think as well. Another argument that goes against Maguire um, is that if they're so good, why do Man United generally play with two holding midfielders? Yeah. Um, but I think as it, I don't know if that says as much about Maguire Lindor. as it does the ability to the midfield. Yeah. Realistically, as well, and also Lindelof, Lindelof yeah, as well. Yeah, I agree with that. People say that Bailly's a better player than Maguire. Uh, I don't know if I'd stretch that far personally. No, I think Bailly's definitely a better uh, player sorry, than Lindelof. Like Lindelof and Maguire. Wait, you just done it again. You said, did I say Lindelof? You meant Maguire. Did yeah. you say Maguire? You I'm meant laughing, Lindelof, I guess. Yeah. It's been a long day for me. <laughs> let's just, let's oh, go on to the number to one. I've already decided. I decided, before, I decided when we made this into a series that I'm not letting anyone tell me anything different. You've, we've just talked about a man who's won. We've just talked about Maguire potentially winning a uh, European trophy. This man's won one. And he's won a, a domestic to- trophy. It's Virgil van Dijk. Don't care. Anyone who disagrees, you are weird. Sorry. Has he won a Carabao Cup? Well, that's oh, not really good enough, is it? Maybe we should put him in like 20th. Oh, great. Um, yeah, okay. That's, oh, I mean, Do you can't argue it. Van Dyke is, yeah, I, like the fact that I haven't had to use stats and I've still put him first. I don't like him. <laughs> he's so just. Deliverable. He's, he's like, the same reasons I don't like Tyrone Mings. He's just but arrogant. arrogant. Um, but unfortunately, Van Dyke. Yeah, he is arrogant. Hundred percent, he's arrogant, and a lot of people like that. But um, when you are. But the problem is that Tyrone Mings is arrogant and making mistakes for Aston Villa from time to time. Van Dyke is arrogant and winning Champions Leagues and Premier Leagues, so he has got every yeah. right to be. Like that's what I was going. I can't. I, that's the problem. He's so good. That I can't say. Well, he's arrogant. No, he, well, he's not really because he, he's the best. One of probably, if not the best, centre back in the world. Definitely, and I think, like it's painful to say, but Liverpool have struggled this season. And I've, I don't know if I've said it on the podcast. You tell me if I have, because I've, I've spoken to you about it. If we have, I think if Van Dyke wasn't injured, there'd be less fuss about Liverpool's injury list of the season. Um, yeah, yeah, like, probably true. I think realistically, Gomez and Matip are injury prone and you know if being honest if they were both injured but we still had Van Dyke people wouldn't really care as much and you know every team has injuries don't they like yeah I mean had had it been Van Dyke and Phillips for the whole season I mean the, the change would have been huge and had say say it had been instead of Van Dyke it had been Phillips that was injured um but 
but you still had all the other oh, all yeah. the other injuries, you wouldn't have gone and signed two centre backs no, in exactly. January. Uh, which just like they didn't sign the two centre backs in January because Gomez was injured um, or because uh, Matic was very injury prone. Um, they signed them because they needed to fill a hole and they just they needed two options. I mean, we haven't seen anything of Dave, no. but which is yeah. realistically because of Kabak being decent-ish. No, yeah, just wanting to form a solid partnership rather than messing it about again. But feel a bit bad for me, to be honest. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's particular. I think that was the best thing for Liverpool to actually just decide, sorry, like we're picking one of you and the other's literally back up. And I think Liverpool probably made the right decision in saying we're gonna give it to Kabak because I think people were more yeah. I well, I am a Liverpool fan, like I've said, a lot. I was more I, if I had to get one over the line, if I was given the choice of Davis or uh, Kabak, people would have said Kabak. And I'm yeah. not wrong. Not wrong. <laughs> um, so we'll get on to some predictions, um, which is when we need to uh, say shout out for B2B Sports. Um, so, yeah, that first many shout outs for them. So, yeah. Go follow them. Yeah, on just because we've given out one doesn't mean we can't give out not as many. Yeah, yeah. Whoever messages on Twitter that they've listened to the podcast, I will talk about it in the pod for the majority of them. But this this is the first. So he's going to be mentioning every single podcast for the history of the podcast. So if this gets big, well. well fair play to the lad. Well done, Ollie. Congrats. Um. And hopefully, if his bog gets big, then he can just carry us out of the kindness of his heart. Yeah, you're now our, you're now Luke's, Luke's now your biggest fan forever. Yeah, I'm like, uh, oh, sorry, just I didn't want to sound like I was being. <laughs> okay, let's get on to some predictions where we've got some huge games this weekend, and also we've just chucked in one, um, just because we've got a, a, a kind of some links to the teams, um, kind of. Let's start with Liverpool, Aston Villa. Um, and I just thought I'd remind you, Ben. Uh, do you remember what happened last time? I do. We don't need to talk about it. I know you want to, but we're not going to. Um, okay, I think it's revenge time. Yeah. However, I don't know how likely it's going to be. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of worried. I think it'll be a close game. Is the Champions League game this week. next week? Or have we got, yeah, yeah, the week coming, it gets it straight away. I think it is. Oh, okay. Well, which could be a bit early. could be the opposite of a blessing in disguise. A, a blatant uh oh. Because you know, Liverpool aren't particularly deep at the moment. Yeah. We've, we're not going to go on to that because I just want, you just wanted a prediction. Sorry, I won't. I won't natter on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say. Liverpool want revenge. One nil. One nil. I've I've gone for a similar theme. I think they will want revenge, but also will have more more than one eye, one and a half eyes on trying to get back into that Champions League tie because that's that's a, one of the one. well, yes, yeah, it's the main main focus from now. Um, so, yeah, but I've gone two one, so quite similar to Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. Um, now on to the biggest game across Europe. Um, 
this game has had some great games. It's also had some pretty dull games in recent times. But this is... I'd argue it's the second biggest, actually, after after the last game we'll predict. Oh, yeah, that's maybe true. Um, but this one has... Not only is it a huge rivalry, but also has massive implications on the table. It's Real Madrid versus Barcelona. One of the biggest games in the world football. Yeah. What are you going to say for this one? Barca are going to win. Messi's going to turn up. What is the score? 3-1. 3-1, wow. Um, and Barca will go top of the table. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, I really struggled with this one because both yeah. teams sort of had a slow start. Um, Barcelona has sort of stuttered in European competition but have, have been really strong in La Liga for a, a long time. Yeah, um, for a lot longer than people give it credit for. Yeah, because really. their, their start was awful. Like, Real Madrid's start was sluggish, but Barcelona had a really poor start. Um, and have turned it around big time. And have turned it around, and they're in a really good position to win it. If whoever comes out of this game is in a really good position to win it. Um, could this? Do you think this could be a killer? Like, if you lose, you're out of the title race. It could be. Um, if, if Barcelona win... They they may well just keep winning, run away. With um, it. But I don't think Barcelona are going to win. So really, I've gone for one nil to Real Madrid. Do you not really think that that what we've just talked about with Liverpool, how they've got to play another game in the Champions League again? No Ramos, Varane. I don't think Varane's going to play. Is he in in El Clasico? Yeah, COVID. Do you not? I don't know why. I just had a feeling. I just had a feeling. I don't know why. I, and I, I like Barcelona. I, my, my, I've sort of not gone off Messi, but my my liking towards Messi and Barcelona has sort of dipped, slowed in recent years. Um, but yeah, I, mean, I just have I think, a feeling. I actually could agree with you there. I don't really give it much thought. I know, I know someone who absolutely hates Messi with a passion because of how he treats everything like a bit of a baby but um, I'd still think he's a very good player oh yeah well I agree with that and a lot better than anyone else on the planet uh, I don't know um, that's, a, that's a discussion for another podcast no, com- no, uh, no comment yeah um, West Ham Leicester is the next one which, which if you think like if you had said that five years, if you had said that five years ago, West Ham Leicester is one of the games we picked because it's a Champions League battle. I mean, I mean Leicester would have been in the Championship and West Ham would have been relegation bound. Yeah, exactly. Or at least so, on the cards. Yeah, so that's so just this season and fair play to both teams and both managers. Yeah. Um, but what are you going to go for? I'm actually going to go for a bit of a shock. I think. Yeah. One all. Wow. Well, I, I had... A shot that is, actually, but I think it is. I had previously written down two all. Yeah. Um, but just before you said your prediction, I changed my two to a three on the West Ham side. I think West Ham are going to win. I think West Ham are going to win 3-2 for the second game in succession. See, that's quite a shot to me because I kind of saw that, like, oh, you know... West Ham have been the probably, the, I think, 
a lot of people will probably say that Leicester are having a better season, but might be judging that primarily on league position. Yeah, I think, I mean... Leicester have got a stronger squad. And Declan Rice being injured is a big miss. Yes, definitely. Um, but I just think you don't get this opportunity many times. And if you remember a few seasons ago when West Ham were sort of going for Europe... With Pyatt. Yeah, and the last season at the bowling ground, and I don't know if the last, even the last game where they were two 0 down to Man United and they won three two. Yeah, um, I, I just have that sort of vibe. I think this is a huge game. Uh, if they can win this, then they're looking strong. Like this, this is a really tough game, and without Dexter Rice, it's a really tough ask. But I, I think this is going to be a great game. And, and I, I guess Leicester do... haven't played in a while either. And they'll have yeah. more to focus on with um, what is it? Uh, is it the Carabao or FA Cup? Sorry, FA Cup. Yeah, yeah. They've got Southampton, haven't they? In the semis. True. Okay. Uh, Spurs United, which is a, another one, which big is games this week. Big game. Yeah. What are you going for here? I think United are going to win. Get a bit of revenge. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. If we're gonna, if sorry, if we're gonna bring the Liverpool one, I'm bringing up the United one. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't want to bother about that at all. That doesn't, that doesn't affect me in any way whatsoever. All clear. <laughs> uh, I think United will are more likely to get the revenge though than Liverpool. Really? You're that confident well, in United? <laughs> yeah, I, I think Spurs are poor, to be honest, at the moment, especially. And I think it's going to be a a three 0 win to United. A bit of a shock. Ooh. You do see them there. You do. I, like this was tough for me to predict. Can you kind of see it. Yeah, I can see it. I, I, I wouldn't. I mean, I'd be surprised because I've gone for a Spurs win. I'm only going but... for it because I've got quite a gap. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, you going for a Spurs win? Oh yeah, you. Oh, you were so close to having so many points because Arsenal conceded in like the 92nd minute. Yeah, cheers, Arsenal. Because that would have been a perfect result. I, even though I predicted an Arsenal win, I was just like, oh, just please don't win now because it was too easy. Um, you either wanted a goal for yeah. Arsenal or a goal for Slavia. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I just think this is going to be. Um, I mean, there's a lot of pressure on Mourinho and a lot of rumours flying around at the moment. But I think this is going to be a Mourinho um, masterclass. Yeah, I'm not sure you can call it that. I think it's just going to be. It's going to be a lucky Mourinho win. United are going to have the ball. Spurs are going to. It's interesting because Man United really don't want the ball. They want to break. And Spurs are similar. Um, the main thing that's... Maybe a happier to control the possession. Um, and I think Mourinho will do that. And we'll see um, Stephen Bergwijn score on the counter-attack Steven in the 86th Really? I feel yeah, like if Spurs go. were going to win, what they'd do is the opposite and score early and then just hold it out like classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that could happen too. But uh, yeah, so that, was a, that was probably the toughest one to predict for me. I didn't Yeah, uh, yeah. This next one was tough too. This is the biggest. Uh, actually, Real Madrid, Barcelona. Real Madrid, Barcelona was oh, quite tough. No, I've just gone all out for that. <laughs> I've got some big um, again. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, it works for you. Like, I always try and go quite safe, and then chuck like one shock in, which is my West Ham one in this case. Um, but this week we've just got sort of a random game. There wasn't too many massive games anywhere else. So we thought we'd go for Warsaw versus Forest Green. Rovers, um, two grounds that I've been to. Um, 
But yeah, just two absolutely heavyweights. Do you want to explain a bit of the uh, the link here? Because I mean, like, we've both got a friend that supports Warsaw. We've got a friend who supports yeah. Warsaw, and Luke's a big Forest Green fan as well. And yeah, I went to Forest Green against Arsenal under 21s in a Czech trade trophy, Papadon's trophy, whatever it was called at the time, um, with the Warsaw friend. Um, and yeah, just thought, go on then, let's support Forest Green. To, vegan. The big I'm not vegan. Um, but I very much support the Forest Green. I, I also, I've bought two Forest Green kits since then. Set me back about £90, probably, overall. But what's the special thing uh, about the uh, kits? Oh, actually, news as well. Though, well, They were made out of bamboo, or half 50% bamboo. Really? Um, I, knew, I don't know, I said really. But now, they are made out of coffee beans. Coffee beans? Yeah. I thought it was recycled plastic. No. I've... I've... I've got that wrong, but that's good. They, well, they just love a good bit of recycling and fair play. Like, I'm all for it. So. Good job, guys. Green. Um, but yeah, we also, well, I, I quite like Warsaw. Um, so. Yeah, I've, I've been to see Warsaw a couple of times. Again, with the Warsaw friend, I wouldn't go on my own. Um, we saw, I think we saw them in a final at Wembley. Well, I know we saw them in a final at Wembley. You don't really tend to mistake that. It was against. Um, can't remember who it was it. Bristol City. Yeah, I knew it began with the B. I couldn't think if it was Brentford or Bristol, but their Warsaw got smacked, and the only real chance of their game, the uh, Warsaw fan missed because he went to the toilet with me. So that was always. Yeah. Well, he well. still hates me for that, but he doesn't hate me. Hopefully. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, one team sort of fighting for promotion and follows Green and Warsaw lingering towards relegation. Um, really in poor form, can't seem to pick up a win since uh, Daryl Clark's gone off to Port Vale. Um, but I'm going to back them in this game to return to winning one. Uh, with a two, yeah, with a two nil Warsaw. I'm going one all. I one all. Yeah. Warsaw love a draw. To be honest, exactly. I, I haven't really done much research, but that's all I've done. That's just why the hell not. Yeah, that's fair enough. I don't, I don't know um, anything about Warsaw or Forest Green seasons this season. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, yeah, either end of the table, Forest Green could go up, Warsaw could go down. Ah, that's what you need I to just, know. I do not want Warsaw to go down. There you I'm go. Really I, I, don't either. I also do want Forest Green to go up. So. Yeah, that would, it's a win-win. That would be an enjoyment too. Um, but yeah, that's everything for this episode. Um, like we said, please uh, message us on Twitter at the Corridor Pod, um, and we'll be back on at some point over this weekend period to do the weekend roundup. Don't know why I said that. Um, and until then, I'll see you later. Thanks for listening. Ta-ra. Bye.